Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. Playing at home in a divisional round against our division rival, a team that's been the standard for long-term success in the NFL for the last 25, 30 years. Um, again, it's going to be it's going to be a great challenge. We're super excited for the opportunity. Um, obviously, they, they beat us at home last time, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be another dogfight. Welcome into the show. Quick reminder that you can find us wherever you get your podcast. Just search for the Bills Wire, and don't forget to hit subscribe for us. Nick, what's good, my man? You ready for Bills Pats round three playoffs? What do you think? Yeah, rare rubber match here for uh, for the Bills. And Very Patriots. rare. I yes. Only um, that one time in the playoffs before, and it was certainly not in the modern era. Uh, I think Jack Kemp maybe was quarterback for the Bills. I, a very long time. Very A lot of names I looked in that box score that I barely recognized in the 60s. So not ever in the modern era, which, uh, you know, really uh, it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Like the Patriots just beat the Bills so much for so many years, and the Patriots and the Bills just, you know, didn't didn't do enough winning in general for about two decades. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, even if you want to look farther back than that, then in the Bills' glory years, you know, the Patriots weren't, uh, weren't anything too hot. So, yeah, finally here we are with Bills-Patriots. First rubber match, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's saddle up for that. It should be a good time. Yeah, it feels like the tables have turned in this rivalry a little bit. Bills are favored in this game. We'll get into the matchup. Uh, the game's going to be played on Saturday night. And uh, just right off the bat, the first thing I do, Nick, because I'm a nerd, and you know I'm obsessed with the Bills playing in weather. And again, they didn't they didn't look great against the Jets in some some you know shoddy weather this past weekend. So I have to look at the weather forecast, and I look it up, and uh, a high of nine degrees, nine. Right, it should be dry. It won't be all that windy. Beautiful, <laughs> but it's supposed to be six degrees when the ball gets kicked off on Saturday night. So, is that just is that typical Western New York in uh, in January, or is that insanely cold? And, and what about the fans? Are, are they going to be affected at all, or will they be tailgating at like nine a.m.? Oh, a playoff game. There's no weather that's going to hold them back. Uh, Bills Mafia. There, uh, you know, it's always going to be a feeling. I think for you know maybe the next two decades that they went two decades without any such thing happening, uh, that being playoff games. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I don't think they're going to be affected. I guess we'll see the play in the field, right? Um, a little bit colder uh, just in general. You know, Josh Allen talked about essentially getting hit, you know, when you hit the ground, it's a little bit harder to maybe get up than it is on a nice 60-degree day, which is to be expected. But, uh, hey, you know, um, the Bill's got to find a way to get it done in the weather against uh, the Patriots. Thankfully, though, it's not – it's it's pretty it's standard weather. It's the northeast of the United States in January, and that's that's what happens. So uh, you know they'll figure that out, but it's not going to be a tornado, which is never uh, normal weather. Not going to be extreme weather like it was in round one between these two. Thankfully, yeah. As long as Josh can uh, can throw the ball and the wind isn't knocking it down, I like the Bills' chances. We'll get into that. Takeaways, Nick, from this division clinching win over the Jets. And my question for you is. Uh, is special teams going to be the Bills' Achilles' heel in the playoffs? I want to see how uh, nervous you are about it because, well, the good news is the last time the Bills played the Patriots, they didn't punt the ball at all, right? They didn't punt. The bad news is that if they do have to punt in this playoff game, they'll have to snap it to Matt Hawk and, and pray that his performance against the Jets was an anomaly, right? But I think the stats are backing up that 
the punting has not been very good for the Bills when they do have to punt. They punted it seven times against the Jets. And uh, a, a few of those were less than 30 yards. It was not pretty. It does not inspire confidence, Nick. Every time it was into any win there, it was uh, ugly. And I did find a stat to uh, to back this up. I mean, net yards per punt on the season, the Bills, second to last in the league. So that doesn't feel very good, right, when you're going against a Patriots team and Bill Belichick that usually have their special teams buttoned up. And we also know that, like, punt returning – is it Isaiah McKenzie? Is it Marquez Stevenson? There's been some fumbles. So what's your temperature on the Bills special teams going into the playoffs? Is that an area that you think could come back to bite them at all? A, a very interesting uh, you know, topic here, Ryan, uh, with Matt Hack. Uh, Matt Hawk. Oh, is that how you pronounce it? I got that wrong. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Matt Hack last week. Matt Hawk. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it, he, woof, I mean, uh, I, it, it did it did look pretty brutal there last week. Uh, when you have one, I, I don't want to say muff, but it's, you know, a good special teams word. He had one shank, uh, got called back, and as the announcers, oh, man, I can't think of who the announcers were last week. Whoever it was was saying that, oh, well, you know, Robert Sala is pretty pretty PO'd on the other sideline there because this, this penalty call, there was a little Reed Ferguson, the long snapper, kind of got into it with the guy. And the call ended up being, well, instead of giving the guts of the yards, the Bills will re-kick. The Bills just had a terrible punt right there. It'll go better this time, right? Well, it went just as bad. So it really worked out. And, like, the law of averages there, the first two were like, okay, okay, what's going on here? The third one, it happened again. Then he goes on and fumbles a a snap, and it's like, uh uh-oh, here we go. But, uh, you know, it's what I think Sean McDermott maybe needs to do going forward. I think I will preface this and say I think going forward – Matt Hawk is going to be okay. I think hopefully, hopefully he's going to just, you know, go back to the fundamentals, get the ball out, make sure he's good on his first one uh, amongst all of those. Because at this time of the year, how are you going to change your punter? I mean, he's been holding for Tyler Bass all season. What are you you going to do? You're going to bring in a new guy this week. They actually do, interestingly, I think have a punter. I'm not exactly sure who, um, but I think they do have a punter on the practice squad right now. I think they signed him a couple weeks ago or worked him out a couple weeks ago, maybe another guy. So they kind of were looking to make sure they need another punter in the playoff run. Like they have someone almost on standby, but I don't think they're going to make any any changes right now. Why would you? But um, I think Sean McDermott needs to maybe reevaluate how he goes at his punters because he kind of takes one out of Bill Belichick's playbook here, Ryan, um, is what Belichick has done. And I, I couldn't for a million dollars. I could not tell you who the Patriots punter is right now. But if he's left footed, I would not be surprised because McDermott, ever since taking over, has preferred his punters to be left footed like Belichick does because it spins the ball a little bit different. So, he, they, you know, McDermott, you can't give a team a single inch, as I've said a million times in this podcast. And that's kind of the one thing he kind of likes is that Hawk can – he punts it with his left foot, and it's kind of a different thing. Most people do it with their right foot. So returners, it's, a, it's an extra little thing he's got to think about. And I think maybe going forward, they need to just think about having a good punter. And it's like, that's it. Instead of this routine little, you know, left-footed thing. And I think I think Hawks maybe, like, run a fake or something. I think he ran a crazy fake with the, the Dolphins before a time or two. He maybe threw a touchdown pass or something crazy like that. But, yeah, maybe just getting in, you know, a, a, new, a new punter that can – punt right i know that sounds crazy but a punter that can punt may be step one yeah i don't care um, what foot he uses can we get a guy that can punt at 45 yards like that's what we yeah, need i because the patriots i know for a long time did have the left-footed punter oh yeah, and that, yeah. That oh, is, yeah. that's a belichick that thing he he'll you know he'll go on and on about that thing he loves yeah. it. yeah yeah mcdermott loves it too and I, it's exactly why because they had Corey bohorquez who's now the 
Packers punter, um, who did pretty well last year. And a lot of Bills fans were like, I think this guy got screwed over for the Pro Bowl. Like, he had a pretty good year. His numbers were pretty good last year. But, you know, his biggest downfall was to kick his right foot. So the tournament kicked him out of the door with maybe his left foot. I don't know, whatever. But uh, in terms of um, not uh, punters and special teams, you, you, the, the more concerning one is absolutely going to be uh, the, the the returner um, situation here. Um, <laughs> last week, uh, Bills, they scratched and made uh, Mar- Marquez Stevenson a healthy scratch um, after he fumbled again. He had, he had, he had two giveaways now uh, since taking over. I think on Thanksgiving, is the game against the Saints was his first, first one out there for Isaiah McKenzie, who himself was taken out of there because he fumbled. Well, McKenzie didn't fumble last week when he was thrown back out there in favor of Stevenson. Instead, Kind of a poor decision where the, the ball ended up – you let it go, and it ended up getting pinned, pinned deep, and uh, that was it for McKenzie. Then uh, Micah Hyde went back out there. Now, McKenzie was still out there as one of the kick returners on kickoffs, but, uh, yeah, Micah Hyde's out there now. And uh, I know the Bills don't like having Micah Hyde out there. They don't like having their starters out there, but, I mean, I, I, I don't – I'm curious as, as to the decision and how much faith you really have in Micah Hyde there. And M- Micah Hyde's a, a great athlete, and he's great on the hands teams. But I, I, that's just, some, for me, just some absolute supreme confidence in a guy who really doesn't do that very often uh, to go out there. And, you know, if you're going to tell him, Micah, just go and make a fair catch every single time, okay, that's one thing. But he actually went and caught a punt off a big bounce last week and ran it back for a few yards. So even then, I'm like, man, like, they're, they're either – Gassing up Mike Hyde, having a lot of confidence in him as a punter, punt returner. But is he the yeah, answer? Is it going to be Micah Hyde? Is is that going to be the thing? I thought they'd probably go back to McKenzie, but maybe not. Maybe they're just like we're done with you. I think that they're going to end up. I don't know what it is with McKenzie, but I, I think, and I'm curious to actually see. That's one of my biggest low key curiosities over the off season, no matter what happens in the playoffs, is what happens with McKenzie because he signed a couple of one year deals here. And he's now, you know, in his back pocket, had this ridiculous game he had a couple weeks ago. And uh, he, he, he has started to get some more snaps in the offense. So the Bills are giving a little bit more trust there, but not fully. Um, you know, he's still playing. He's still cutting into a little bit of Cole Beasley's playing time. But after a 125-yard massive game he had a few weeks ago, they, they're not giving him the full reign. They're not giving him the full reign as punt returner. He's, a one, he's on a one-year deal. Um, and ironically enough, the reason why McKenzie wasn't the punt returner the last few years was because a guy by the name of Andre Roberts was, uh, you know, pro bowler, punt returner for the Bills. Uh, he found his way to the Los Angeles Chargers after being signing with the Houston Texans earlier this year. And even he fumbled that ridiculous game on Sunday. So pretty much anyone relating to returning a punt for the Bills on Sunday had a bad day. It's the kiss of death. It's the kiss of death. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even he fumbled. And he's so short-handed, too. I mean, that was the one thing about Roberts is he didn't contribute on the offense very much at all. Really, 0% contributed on offense. But, you know, he was always very short-handed as a returner. <laughs> he was not in that, that game. So, yeah, the Bills – their specialist is uh, an area that might have to be looked at going forward. But at least, you know, at least Tyler Bass is still rolling with his super cool one eye black that he has, and he <laughs> yeah, makes I, a lot of kicks. So. I hate that. I hate the eye black thing with him. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I still I take. I, I think I'd still take Nick Folk over him. The Patriots kicker has been pretty good. Yeah, I think that's the only thing the Pats have is the special teams because I think obviously the Bills have a huge advantage at quarterback. They have the best scoring defense in football. Their offense is among the highest scoring teams in football. You would just hate for some stupid special teams play to blow up the whole the whole season because we've seen yep. it in singular games and, and you know that Colts game was one of them. Speaking of the Colts, the Colts aren't in the playoffs. The Colts are not in the playoffs, Nick. 
you know, one of our, our most feared opponents for the Bills. Not even in the playoffs, but we'll get to that. So what's your take on this game against the Jets, right? Uh, again, Hawk had a weird game. Every time he kicked into the wind, it was a disaster. The Jets were without their top four wide receivers and a, a bunch of offensive linemen. It was still 13-10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. What's your take on the, on this game? It was kind of ugly, but the Bills got it done. We kept saying over the last four weeks, well, just went out, just went out, and you'll be the division champs, just went out. Well, they did that, so we should be happy with them, right? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just the way, I guess, the way it goes and the narrative where the Bills, there are these massive double-digit favorites against the, the Jets, and uh, I think, he, didn't they cover? They backdoor covered that one, didn't they, with that late touchdown, because they were 16 and a half, and they ended up winning by 17, so they did cover that big, big old spread there when it looked very much in jeopardy. Did not look good um, for a while there. It did not look good for the majority of the game, but... Uh, yeah, you really hoped, especially, you know, it, it was 27 to 10 this time around. It was, what, 45 to 15, 45 to 14 the first time around. So Josh Allen really got rolling that first time around. And, uh, yeah, it, it's not that he's in a slump. He definitely just, had a, you know, we've just seen Allen play so much better against the Jets, against lesser competition. He just didn't exactly have that kind of game. It looked like him and Gabriel Davis were a little bit off offbeat. I mean, Gabriel Davis, I'm going to give the guy a mulligan because he's had like 10 snaps a game and then he'll have five catches and a touchdown somehow um, for 95% of the season. But, I mean, he had 14 targets last week and only three catches, which is brutal. It's a brutal number. Not super so, efficient. No. No, no. So, I don't know what happened there. It seemed like they were off off key maybe. Like the, the communication there between him and Allen wasn't good. Um, so, it definitely was not – it was – you know, a solid day from the from the Bills, but you know, it, 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 offensively that was solid day for the Bills. Um, something you kind of wish you had a little bit better. Uh, really, the one that you know took the sour taste out of your mouth is Devin Singletary again. Another two touchdowns from him. I don't know where this guy was for the first 14 games of the season, but uh, I yeah, now I'm starting to wonder. You know, uh, hey, is this Ryan Bates guy really that much better of a run? I mean, this. Could, even though I'm started saying this in a sarcastic light, it looks to be true. Uh, is, is he that much of a run block, better run blocker than John Feliciano that the Bills are now rolling on the ground? Because the Bills are kind of rolling on the ground right now with Singletary. And we've alluded to it before, Ryan. You know, what should the Bills do in the draft this offseason? What should they do? Should they get a running back? And, you know, we've debated back and forth. Well, is it the offensive line or what? I mean, it looks like it was probably some of the offensive line. And Singletary's confidence is at an all-time high. And that was the most telling part for me on offense that the Bills are definitely going to go into this game against the Patriots with a two-dimensional offense, which is great. Um, and then defensively, I don't know really what to say. I mean, Zach Wilson and, and Co. didn't look very good. He was super depleted. Uh, the guy tried. The guy tried, but he's facing the best defense in the NFL. Um, just posted before uh, we got on the phone, Ryan, that Rob, Robert Sala, their coach, said that he thinks that Buffalo is the best team and that they faced all season. And you know, when you look at the way that they handled Zach Wilson, it gets a very shorthanded team. Uh, I don't think he's thrown an interception maybe in a couple games or, or something like that. So he finished the year decently enough. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, for, for, for Jets fans in every game except two, you know, they can have, have their fun, but hopefully the bills will handle business against them going forward and forever. But, um, you know, the, the defense supremely flexed that if they don't, if they're not facing an elite running game, which is really the one thing that's been their bugaboo all season, you just look at the stats, right? Total yardage bills, first defense, best defense in the league, total yardage, but against the pass, the best. I know I saw the graphic. I'm not sure the actual number now, 19th against the run. 
So that's the thing that the Bills, uh, the Bills have to learn how to stop. And they, I mean, they did do that last week too. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds was great. Usually he's not. Michael Carter was their leading rusher with 19 yards. So the Bills, the Bills really were spectacular on defense. Uh, you know, they're in the words of Robert Saul, they're ridiculous defense, and they really were last week. So that was. Awesome to see from them uh, against the Patriots. And uh, we already talked to them about the special teams where uh, they need to figure out a thing or two. But, uh, yeah, so there, there there we are with the offense and defense rundown for you, right? There you go. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we keep talking about the trenches, and I agree with you. They have found a combination on the offensive line. Getting Cody Ford out of there, I think, has helped, right? Moving Daryl Williams inside to guard, uh, that's helped. And then, you know, you got to feel good. I mean, they put so many resources, so much emphasis on the D-line last year going into the offseason yeah, they just sacked zach wilson nine times and they've been yeah sacking, i, I they, forgot that number too nine times yeah, they've been sacking people like crazy over the last month over this little current winning streak they're on so the trenches look good can they hold up in the playoffs right that's i think that's the question because it, it, you were talking about this last week it comes it, so much of it comes down to those guys the offensive line especially though you're mentioning that i mean that combination that's working right now so hopefully that could maybe they found the right They've, the right formula there because that, that that's a big uh, that's a big development heading into the postseason. Oh, cer- certainly. I mean, the Bills. Uh, I will I will take and I will give it to them that they've been playing well. Um, once they play against you know some elite elite lines, um, you know, even just starting with the Patriots and the Patriots are great in, uh, in the trenches. Usually, uh, I mean, they were great the first time around. They weren't as good last time, so we're going to see a good first test there for the Bills. And um, yeah, I mean, going forward, you're going to. You're going to run into some good offensive and defensive lines, and that's 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 really what makes a big difference too. I think in the playoffs, especially. I mean, not even just you know, you learn the weather, you got to be able to run the ball, this, that. It's just those are the guys that you know they're not the sexy positions, so you don't think about them all year. But that's the reason why we're so shocked the Colts aren't here is because they probably have the best offensive line in the NFL, probably right. I mean, when they're healthy, them or the Browns, and those teams are just in the fringes. But, uh, oh, well, the Browns and I guess, you know, those two teams having a better quarterback uh, would probably help as well. But besides that, you know, the, <laughs> the, the play in the lines is going to be very important, very pivotal and uh, going to be tested, I think, this week right away uh, with the Patriots. How do we feel about the Bills' path to the Super Bowl? We know it starts with New England. How do we feel about it going forward? And, and what would constitute a successful run for the Bills? What, what would we call a successful season? Do the Bills have to get to the Super Bowl? We'll talk about all that coming up next. This is the typical sports book minute. Let's make this interesting. What's up? This is Jeff Clark from the Bet Slippin' Podcast presented by sportsbookwire.usatoday.com. I'm here with my handicapping homie, Nathan Beagle, to break down this weekend's NFC wildcard round matchup between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. Our friends at Tipico Sportsbook have the Rams favored three and a half points and the total sitting at 49 and a half. I'm taking the Rams. I'm laying the three and a half because McVay has owned Kingsbury since Kingsbury joined the NFL. Uh, the Rams are 5-1 and one straight out, 4-1-1 one and one against the spread versus the Cardinals since 2019. And Murray, Kyler Murray, has struggled against the Los Angeles Rams with just an 81.8 quarterback rating, 7 touchdowns to 9 turnovers. Nate, how do you see this game playing out? Yeah, I'm also on the Rams to cover. They're going to be healthier in this game and also have the advantage in the trenches. Cardinals have lost 4 of their last 5. Take the Rams, minus 3.5. That was your Tipico Sportsbook Minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. 
See Tipico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, Nick. How are we feeling about the Bills' path to the Super Bowl? It's not easy by any means. But I kind of feel good about it, right? I mean, you start with the Patriots. You're going to be a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. We'll make some predictions here coming up. Uh, but then, if you win, you're probably going to get the Chiefs, right, who ended up being the two seed. The Titans got the one. So if you beat the Patriots, you're probably going to Arrowhead, which is which is not an easy game, but you've already gone there and won. You, you kind of handled the Chiefs well earlier this year, I think, I don't think the Chiefs want anything to do with this Bills team. I think the Bills are a bad matchup for them. I think uh, the Bills have kind of erased those demons a little bit. I know I know the playoffs is a different animal. But Patriots, Chiefs, and then Titans, which, again, the Bills should have beat the Titans in Tennessee with Derrick Henry playing at full steam, right? We don't even know what Derrick Henry's availability will be in the AFC Championship game. I can't imagine he'll be full strength. So Patriots at home, Chiefs, Titans to get to the Super Bowl. These are three teams you played this year. I actually kind of, I don't mind the path for the Bills. I think, I think it's doable for them. I don't think any of these teams are going to sneak up on them, right? They've got, they've done prep on all these teams. They've seen these teams. I kind of like it. I think they got a good shot to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. I think that's uh, the, the, the Bills. They, it depends. You know, it's so circumstantial. You know, that someone could. The only team that's not going to lose this weekend for sure is the Titans, as you mentioned, because they don't play. <laughs> they got the week off. Right. But uh, I think the Chiefs. Yeah, I think that the Bills uh, certainly erased a c- couple of their demons earlier this year, and I think what's working in the Bills' favor against the Chiefs specifically is the fact that yes, the Chiefs are better than they probably were. Uh, you know, they kind of started the season a little bit of a, a lull. Then uh, they kind of spun it back around. Still doing well. Uh, Tariq Hill being banged up, I, I, I think, you know, um, it's something that they're not happy about. A heel injury or something. But their defense is against kind of started to come, come back down to earth a little bit, which is, you know, kind of what you want going into the playoffs uh, for them. Uh, and, it's, and it seems just like the rest of the field, too. It's so hit or miss. I mean, you look at the, the, uh, the everyone's so high in the Bengals right now. It's like, well, they did have seven losses this year. You know, they weren't this perfect team where, uh, you know, Jamar Chase is just having 4,000 yards a game every game. Uh, he does do that in some games. But I think the Bills with, you know, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, if that happens, you know, if they can match up well with them. I I, I don't – it's hard to say this and not sound like, you know, you're just taking the easy way out. But the one team that I, I would be worried about for sure would be – I know they're the number one seed in the Titans. But even with Derrick Henry at, you know, 80%, depending on how well he's doing, just something about still, you know, that run defense that we already touched on, yeah. uh, Ryan. Uh, what, what are the Bills going to do? But um, I think that the Bills, you just look at kind of the – now, they didn't have a full-scale improvement from matchup one to matchup two against the Patriots, but they did kind of answer. I mean, Damian Harris still got his. He he had a, a, a 100 yards in both meetings against the Bills this year, and, uh, you know, maybe that'll happen again on Saturday. But, uh, you know, it, it, I think the defense has improved enough in that area and responded enough to if Derrick Henry's not 100%. But how, how good is he going to be? You know, it's that's such a wild card there for the Titans because if it's – Tannehill versus Allen, I'm going to go Allen 10 times out of 10. Uh, just the complete dynamic and uh, game-changing plays that he can make in, in a second. I mean, you look at the first touchdown uh, from Stephon Diggs last week. I mean, that was ridiculous. That was probably the ke- throwing catch of the year, and it wasn't even, you know, some 60-yard bomb. It was Allen just, you know, being absolutely smothered, and he just put a put a ball in a perfect spot, perfect catch by Diggs. It's amazing. But, yeah, that 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 that, that – 
Derrick Henry guy. I mean, he's been very good. And just something just in general about the Titans. Sometimes, I mean, you just you just kind of even good teams. And you think the Patriots, you know, not that not that it was always that the Dolphins were their their big nemesis. But, you know, they always they, they got nipped by the Dolphins a couple of times, even when Brady was there. You know, they, they had their duels with the Colts. There's sometimes just good teams out there. There's sometimes a team just has their number. Even think of the Steelers a little bit. You know, I don't know how they got in the playoffs. But uh, Me either. even the even even the Steelers sometimes. I mean, the Bills the Bills beat them. I think the last two years in a row. Then they lost to them uh, earlier this year. But but they played the Bills well in every single meeting. Even when the Bills won, it was a close game. I mean, same thing with the Titans. I mean, they, they they've just had kind of the not had the Bills number. It's not like they're blowing them out and killing them. But it's just, there's something about that team where where they know something about the Bills and they, and they can they can you know manage the storm that is the Bills. So I mean. My my one thing would be the Titans. That it's not even that it's on the road either. Because uh, uh, let's be honest, if, if if it's Bills Titans at Nissan Stadium, you might as well put the game at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park. Because every time the Bills play the Titans, it is like the favorite destination now. It's like instead of having to go all the way to Miami for a divisional game, people are like, you know, let's go like halfway there to Nashville. <laughs> like just places sell out of all Bills fans every time the Bills go to Nashville. So honestly, that might be a good matchup in that sense, but on the field, which is the most important part, something about the Titans gets me a little bit worried, even more than the Chiefs, even, even more than the Chiefs. And I just did my power rankings today, Ryan, and I I did my, my Super Bowl power rankings, excuse me, this, these are held in a higher regard, uh, my Super Bowl power rankings. <laughs> and I actually put the Chiefs ahead of the Titans, just in the grand scheme of things. But in terms of the Bills, I actually probably put the Titans ahead of the Chiefs right now. Uh, just that, that Derrick Henry guy. He's, good. He's so damn good at football. Yeah, no, I agree with I agree with you. Even even if Henry's not 100%, like you said, I still think the Titans have the, the best chance to out-football you, right? Like in the trenches, block better, open up holes better, and beat you in the run game, and, and play good defense. Like I just... Tennessee is the scariest opponent. In terms of this game against the Pats... Nick, uh, the Bills come in, I guess they're on a better streak, right? They've won four straight. The Pats have lost three of four. Their one win was against Jacksonville, which, you know, Jacksonville, I guess they could beat everybody else. They could beat Indianapolis. They could beat the Bills. Couldn't beat my Patriots, but that's the only thing the Patriots have to, yeah. to brag yeah. about over the last month. We'll, yeah. we'll take it. Uh, I think the formula is pretty clear, right? The Patriots need their – the games they win, they need to follow a certain script to be successful. They need to play from ahead, ahead Nick which yeah. allows them to lean on their run game more and play to their strengths on defense. If they're playing from behind, they have to lean more on Mac Jones, and that's just not how they want to play. And I think we've kind of seen it. When Mac Jones has to – you got down 14 to nothing against the Dolphins. It was already over in the first half. I, every Patriots fan knew it. Now this game is off script for them. They need it to follow a script. The Bills aren't like that, right? The Patriots are. So I just think it's like so elementary to say, but the Bills just cannot allow the Patriots to jump on them early. If the Bills could jump on the Patriots, kind of like they did in that game in Foxborough, I love their chances in this game, even in six-degree weather, right? <laughs> even in six-degree yeah. weather. I think it's that simple. You cannot let the Patriots play on their terms. If you can do that, you got them. I don't think they can beat the Bills because the Bills are so much better. Yeah, you know, I know I, I know it's uh... – Folks, uh, you know, they, they'll yell about Stephen A and all these people, you know, they're just arguing to argue on TV. And uh, that's that is what makes good TV and good so radio. What did Stephen the, A say? Because uh, I know he had a take on the Patriots <laughs> early in the year. Is he sticking with that? 
<laughs> no, no, no. Not, not, nothing bad to actually say about Stephen A, but it's what I was going to do is, you know, Stephen A is always just like saying some crazy stuff. Kind of like the Patriots are going to like win the Super Bowl and stuff. Like right, you were right, 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 right. Uh, okay, I thought you were know, going they, there. I was like, I no, didn't see No, no, they, they kind of have like their talking ads and they're, they're just talking, you know, it's blowing smoke. But and I, I hate to just agree with you, Ryan, but I have to just agree with you that the main factor in this game, as you said, is going to be the Patriots running the ball because in – it's and it's and it it's a give and take between both sides. You look at it from the Patriots side of things. Um, they can run the ball, then that's going that something's going very well. We saw the, when when they were able to run the ball against the Bills earlier this year, uh, twice. Damian Harris got got his in both games. Um, if that can happen again, that that can help them put up points even deeper. That will kill the clock. That will give less time to Josh Allen and the Bills' offense on the field. So. On the flip side of that, if the Bills, if, if they're if they're not on the field, they're not putting up points, they're not rolling, they're not controlling the flow of the game. So that's a negative. And of course, you know, it gives them less time to work. And the Bills, just in the same aspect, if the Bills are able to put up the points, then that'll give them such an upper hand because at some point, eventually, the Patriots are going to go, we can't just keep running the ball here. The Bills are up 21 to 3 or 21 to 7 or something like that. Like this game's. This game's uh, it, it's close to to getting to a blowout. We can't just keep handing the ball to Damian Harris. He's churning out a couple yards. They're starting to fill up the box. We need Mac, and you know Mac Jones is you know a far better athlete than I ever was and will ever be. But he's a young guy. He's got something to learn. He's he's a little bit better. Um, but that's gonna play in in the year 2021 of Mac Jones's career. That's gonna play perfect in the Bills' hands if they can make him be the reason that's uh, that they quote unquote lose the game, which I don't think is gonna happen. So yeah, this game on both sides is going to come down to can the Patriots run the ball and hopefully the bills, you know, we, we, we saw some adjustments. Uh, we saw some bigger personnel, which for some reason, if you recall that first game, uh, Ryan, um, between the two, I mean, the, the Patriots were clearly putting extra offensive linemen uh, on the field. Yep. Uh, very Number 71. Early and Number 71. Yep. Yeah. They kept putting, and the bills just almost didn't respond. They, they did take their nickel corner off and Taron Johnson, but, and the, I think another big piece is they did not have AJ Klein in that first meeting. They have him this time. They're their third linebacker, and you know the talent kind of really drops off after there for the Bills. But you know they've been they've been kind of mixing in a couple things of their own. The Bills have been running the ball a little bit better because they also put they kind of take took one out of the Patriots playbook uh, on offense and had that extra offensive lineman. And on defense, the Bills, uh, you know, they adjusted enough I think in that second round to. Hopefully, hopefully slow down the Patriots rushing attack because really in this long spiel, Ryan, I, I, I know Stephen A gets the, the clicks and stuff, but I'm going to have to just agree with you. It, it's all about the Patriots running the ball in this one because that'll keep Josh Allen off the field. And if it's successful, it's putting up points in the game. Yep. So there you go. Here's a stat for you. In the last four games, which is a nice little sample size because the Bills are on this little hot streak and the Pats have lost three or four. In the last four games, Jones, he's completed – Less than 60% of his passes. He's thrown six touchdowns and five interceptions. And it just shows you, like, the Patriots have lost games because they have to rely on their rookie quarterback who's not quite ready for it. I don't know if he's hitting the rookie wall or what, Nick, but he uh, he just doesn't inspire a lot of confidence right now when the game is in his hands. And I just don't love his – he's going to be wearing that scuba suit under his jersey again in the freezing cold, and I just don't like his chances if the Bills can make him throw it. So, yeah, no, that is priority number one. Don't get outflanked. Get heavy, do whatever you got to do, tackle the running back, and I like the Bills' chances. So that gets us to uh, to our picks, our predictions. The spread, as I said earlier, Bills, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, Nick. How you feeling about that line? The total is 43-and-a-half. I am ready to pick the Bills a third time, but I want to let you go first. What do you think about the spread? Yeah, I think the Bills can uh, 
certainly certainly cover that uh, three and a half. Um, it's it's close to a coin flip, and I think the Bills should have the good advantage in this one. Uh, honestly, uh, you know they're talking Josh Allen this week. He's he's not a long sleeve wear kind of guy, but at the same time, uh, we're more concerned about your hands, Josh. So keep them in your po- <laughs> your little your little pocket you got there. And, it's going to be freaking and, and, cold. Come on, Josh, yeah, keep your hands warm. Exactly, exactly. Keep keep your hands warm and uh, just keep keep the offense warm honestly i mean the the ground game has been humming and uh, it's been a good complimentary system that the bills have finally gotten on offense for the first time in honestly like two and a half seasons since josh allen's started to play pretty well they've never had a running game as good as they have now and uh, as much uh, as much talent that's uh you know the patriots have on that side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball i just don't see it quite yet on the offensive side so i think the bills can certainly i don't think it's going to be a massive blowout or anything like that you know belichick's he, he he knows how to uh, how to adjust, and I think uh, last time you kind of alluded to it, Ryan. I was thinking about it earlier this week. How uh, you kind of felt that uh, Belichick didn't respect Allen as much in in the offense and the way they pass the ball, and I think uh, I think that's going to change. So I don't expect Allen to be you know 350 yards out there kind of guy. But uh, you know the Bills the Bills have a good good complementary system. So yeah, I mean if you're gonna if you want to pin a score on me, I think uh, I think earlier in the week uh, my prediction was uh, Bills 31 and Patriots. I think 17 or 20 in that range. But I think the Bills can certainly cover. Uh, maybe they uh, maybe it's a close game. The Bills get a late score to kind of kind of put it away, something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really thinking that the Bills are uh, are in a good position here. They they got I don't want to say the monkey off their back, but you know after that. Uh, you have a ridiculous loss in that first time around, right? You're kind of questioning, like, God, we knew they were going to run the ball 50 times, and we still didn't stop them. But, you know, you got that. That's that's a thing of the past, and I think the Bills can uh, can ride that high of, uh, of uh, you know, winning four in a row, uh, really turning things around. And, and yeah, and they're they're at home, too. And uh, uh, I – God bless Josh Allen if he's not going to wear long sleeves. But, uh, you know, I, I Who cares, would. Josh? Just stay warm. We don't care if you're wearing long sleeves or not. We don't care if you're cold or warm. Just score. Yeah, and I agree. With, if Belichick didn't respect Allen, he has to now after that game at Foxborough where, you know, if he was daring Allen to beat him, Allen beat him, right? Allen sliced and diced his defense all game long. You couldn't stop him. So. Yeah, super curious to see really how they react to Stefan Diggs too because every game they, they seem to just trust J.C. Jackson and it just – Sometimes it's it's I, I kind of fall back to you know the Bills history of it where Stevie Johnson where it was Revis Island New York Stevie Johnson would tear up Darrell Revis all the time and I, I don't know what it was and and this is when Darrell Revis was super good and just somehow he would always have his number I don't know what it was a shiftiness or what but I'm gu- gonna be curious to see if maybe early if you know Diggs gets rolling a little bit they start kind of focusing on him because. You know, the old saying with Belichick, he takes away your best weapon. Well, it's hard to take away a quarterback. So is his best weapon going to be Diggs? Take away Diggs, maybe help Jackson out there a little bit. Especially off of Gabriel Davis, you know, kind of putrid performance he just had. You know, is is that the play there? Um, Am I giving Belichick the one-on-one on on how to beat the Bills right now? I don't know, Ryan. I don't know. Let's hope not. (laughs) Well, I mean, the last game they didn't have Cole Beasley or Gabe Davis. So now you're entering those two guys in the lineup, right? And the Bills, they, they have the formula to beat Belichick's defense. And w- where they can spread you out and make you play man. I mean, you can only play so much zone defense, like you're saying, right? With JC, J- I mean, the Bills can spread you out, and then there's going to be one-on-one matchups. Even if you're trying to play zone, you got to cover these guys. And the Patriots have no one who could cover Nick outside of JC Jackson. Jalen Mills is a safety playing corner. That's their number two corner. They lost Jonathan Jones for the season. He's out. Miles Bryant, he got torched by Isaiah McKenzie last time. 
So, I mean, yeah, the Patriots can't cover you if you spread them out. And, you know, but going back to it, I, I, I almost want the Bills to take the ball first if they have that choice, Nick. Don't do this, like, mind game, chess match at the coin toss to defer and do all that stuff or try to play for one side of the field if there's some wind gusts. Like, no, no, no. Take the ball first, score first, and you have the game in your hands. Don't let Belichick score first. Don't let him get his run game. Don't let them get on script. I, I would love the Bills to, if they win the toss, take the ball and go score and set the tone with the offense because that's how you're going to win the ball game. And if if you're up by two scores like you were saying earlier, I love the Bills' chances. The Patriots are not going to come back in Buffalo and beat you if they're down by a couple scores. They need the game to be close. Uh, and yeah, and again, I mean, that ga- that first game in Buffalo, an anomaly – and everybody was writing off the Bills and saying the Bills were done, the Patriots are were back on top of the division, and it's like, guys, it was a tornado, and the Patriots won by what, a field goal? Like, the Bills were right there. They almost won that game. They had chances. They just couldn't quite get in. They were in the red zone a couple times. So, yeah, even on the Patriots' best day against the Bills, the Bills were right there with them. I think we saw it uh, in Foxborough. So, yeah, I'm picking the Bills to cover the spread. I think they're the better team. And I like the over, 43.5. I think Bills in the over would be my pick. I, I, I would might like parlay those two together. I, I like those two picks, Nick. Bills minus three and a half with the over 43 and a half on Tipico. Yeah, it's actually not. I didn't even think of that. The over under. Yeah, that 43. That's a nice number there for, for the Bills, especially there. They're, if we're saying the Bills are going to win this game, when the Bills do win games this year, I think their lowest win win uh, margin was like 12 points. Like every win they've had this year has been ridiculous amounts of separation. So the bill, that means that I think the Patriots will get some numbers up. I think they will, you know, I think they'll have a good, good couple running plays. I think they're going to get put some points on the board. I don't think they're going to put up Josh Allen points, but factoring in the fact that when the bills do get their points up, uh, it's usually by double digits higher than the other team. Let's do that. 43 and a half. Sign me up as well. Yeah. Let's go over there. And you were mentioning that this is a rare occurrence. The bills and the Pats playing in the playoffs, Nick, I saw this on, I think ESPN posted this. Uh, their only previous postseason matchup was an AFC divisional round game in 1963. That was uh, it. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the one I, I mentioned earlier. I couldn't yeah. believe that either. I was like, really? The, really? It's been that long? That was the Boston Patriots back then. <laughs> yeah, there it, it is. You, one, team, one team over the last couple of decades were, was making the postseason and the other wasn't. Uh, not not to not to send a dig at Buffalo or anything, but that's just what it no. is, right? But. No, fair. I, I, like like we said earlier too. I mean, and when it was the opposite way, uh, when the Bills were making the pay, the, the 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 playoffs, the, the Patriots, you know, they were they weren't always the the you know Super Bowl perennial power. You know, they they had down years as well as everyone in the NFL really does. And when the Bills had their heyday. It was never really a worry going to Boston or, or whatnot. Uh, at least not not like it is now uh, with Bill Belichick and uh, Tom Brady for a long time. You know. So uh, yeah, it's crazy that now they're finally finally crossing and uh, in the postseason it should be uh, should be an epic time. Uh, you know, Bills Mafia is definitely going to turn up there to uh, to see that one, and uh, you know, there's going to be a little uh, a little some extra a little something extra for them. The, the bar is set high, Ryan, but uh, you know, when, when you get to send the Patriots home from the playoffs after uh, they sent the Bills home so many times in the past <laughs> from games, it was mad. Yeah. Uh, it, it will be a sweet feeling for Bills fans if they pull it off. Yeah, I'm not going to assume anyone's going to win, but yeah. This would be the ultimate dance, dancing on the grave thing. We did that last year when they killed the Patriots to you know, win the division and kind of knocked the Pats out last year, the final blow. I mean, beating the Patriots in the in the playoffs after what happened in Buffalo the first time, that would be, that would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet for Buffalo and, and where they're headed. And again, I think one team here is a, is a legit Super Bowl contender and one isn't in this matchup. And uh, it's 
the home team. The home team is the Super Bowl contender, and, and, and the pretender is the Patriots. So hopefully that thing works out the way it should. I think the Bills are the better squad. And, and again, Josh Allen, if if you want to come out in pregame and show you're you're not cold by being shirtless, fine. You know, do it. But then just just score points. I don't care what yeah. sleeves you're wearing. Just score points. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care about. Just have the right mindset. I, we don't care if you're warm or cold. Just score some freaking yeah. points. Exactly. Exactly. So so for Nick, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll be back next week to break down Pat's Bills. Hopefully we're talking about another playoff matchup. We'll talk to you then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.